0: Oh, hey, how's it going? I'm, uh, me. I thought I'd uh, make a a bit of a coffee here this evening, while I, uh, attempt to do some other things. I was reading a great article, like a gentleman, uh, this morning, saying that coffee reduces liver disease. Liver disease. Now, I don't think I drink enough alcohol to uh, to sort of ha- take full advantage of, of such therapeutic effects, but I suppose anything is, is, uh, is good, right? Wow, that's profound. I need to put that on a t-shirt. Everything is good, right? <laughs> oh, oh, good. I've got uh, a bunch of stuff to talk about this evening. I've um, got some listener email that I need to get to. And a somewhat shocking, a somewhat shocking thing that happened a couple of days ago. I went to grab a coffee with a dear friend of uh, Clara's and mine, Amy, and she admitted having listened to one of these monstrosities. Now, it's funny that I, this is what I was talking about. I find it funny that I I kind of keep my personal life, business life, as much as as much as those two aren't sort of basically the same thing at this point, with colleagues being friends and whatnot. And internet life, very distinct. No one will ever find, hopefully, my hidden blogs all over the place. They only know about the one I put my name on. And presumably people in the real world who know me in person don't actually know that I do this. But apparently some of you do, and that's just... That, that is one of the most embarrassing uh, humbling things that's um that's happened to me in recent memories. So I I hope I hope people like Amy are, are happy that they've just thoroughly done that to me. Put those beans away. These are what are these called? These are called unplugged decaf. It says balanced and fruity. That's it. I was talking about that liver disease thing. So <laughs> The, the coffee that they're talking about, the benefits of the whole liver disease thing, the benefits of the whole liver disease thing, this is why I'm a doctor, or not. It doesn't matter what type of coffee you have. And it also includes decaf. So unfortunately, it's not the caffeine that has the therapeutic effect. There must be something else going on. It's a bit of a shame, really. Otherwise couldn't you just drink mountains of co- don't do that all right now I've got my AeroPress here so I've just put the filter in there and I'll attach that to the funnely thingy now this is going to get a bit louder should I should I grind this live on the program or should I pause this and get back to it I suppose the best thing to do would be to) I suppose I should have given you a warning before I started Do, doing this. I find that if you, I find that if you shake it and then tap it on the counter, some of it always ends up in the lid. You, um, it doesn't all sort of clump up into the corner. I was reading another article by someone who is sort of, I suppose you would call them well-meaning but ignorant, who said that coffee grinding devices are a waste of money and that you can buy uh, pre-ground coffee and it's just as good. There are many things that you could say about that. Is it more economically sort of easier to justify if you... Uh, buy ground coffee instead of futzing around doing this? Almost certainly. Will it save you time? Almost certainly. Is it going to taste as good? Almost certainly not. I mean, the whole point of grinding your own coffee is that you're releasing all of these beautiful aromas and flavours from the beans. Whereas if you get pre-ground coffee... All of those aromas have been lost in a factory somewhere, and as we know, and unfortunately for those of, for those people who've gone through COVID and stuff, one thing we have learnt about taste is, drum roll, it's seventy percent smell. So even if the taste itself, on a on a um, so all things being equal, was exactly the same, it still wouldn't be as good because it doesn't smell as good and we also know that when you grind coffee it releases compounds and things I, hey i did chemistry i know about these things compounds and things uh, so now we're going to pour this hot water into the aeropress making sure that we look at what we're doing and give that a bit of a stir i love 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 the Aeropress. I've had Nespresso machines. I've had espresso machines. I've had those thousand-plus-dollar DeLonghi machines that supposedly do all of the things. I think I I bought that for my um my mum in her last few years, and she and I used to buy uh, coffee beans and I would make it for her in her room, and we'd sit there act, acting all hoity-toity. And I say, dead gum, <laughs> and then. <laughs> We put on these really haughty British accents and talk to each other. Ah, oh, it's, it's coffee, is rather good. Yes, I believe it's that. Uh, yes, rather. Yes. Yes, quite. And we would just nod our heads. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm. Yes, rather. Yes, quite. Dead gum. <laughs> I'm pretty sure people outside of Age of Empires do not say dad gum. I've also been keeping an eye on the time here, so we'll give it another 20 seconds. And then I can flip this thing upside down. And push the plunger down. Heavens. And then I'll get a uh, a nice freshly ground decaf coffee out the other side. I suppose while we're waiting for this, um, I, I may as well get to some listener feedback here. Which is, speaking of feeling humbled and, and modest and a little bit terrified. <laughs> when I realize that when people email me, I think, whoa, heavens, people actually listen to this. So... <laughs> He actually had a couple of questions here. Maybe there's something here that's useful. So this is from Oscar Sharapov, who I'm almost certainly mispronouncing your name, for which I, I greatly apologize, sir. He says, Hey Ruben, I found your web pages and podcasts a few weeks ago and liked them a lot. I got inspired by the naturalness and ease of the Rubinode show. I think the thingy stuff episode also was inspiring. Well, I realized I wanted to begin recording podcasts for close friends now. Now see, that's... That's cool. I think there is so much potential. Like people have it in their minds that they can't write and they can't podcast and they can't make videos and they can't cosplay and they can't write code. and We convince ourselves that we're unable to do these things. I am living proof that any schmuck can get on the audio, the audio interwebs, as it were, the intertubes and record things. And... You know, I don't buy the whole uh, those those people who I sort of euphemistically refer to as the ah, uh, and um, oh, now forgetting the t- the term I used. What was it? The um, the new guard or something of podcasters and the Renaissance podcasters. Yes, because I remember a few years ago one of them talked about how. T- uh, uh, podcasting was undergoing a renaissance which I just thought was the wankiest thing I'd ever heard so yeah I think anyone can do it and you don't need to have a fancy setup or professional audio gear and things because you know what's more important than audio quality ideas I would rather listen to something that sounds like it was it was recorded through a Pringles can and a piece of string than um, something really slick and well produced that's boring so yeah, I I hope um I hope that's uh that's Joscar and that you do that. And also your compliments about the show did not go unnoticed, but I'm gonna pretend you didn't say them because the only two things that I can't take are getting sick and compliments. <laughs> Thank you though, that's very sweet. He he said, I don't want to spend much time on recording, editing and publication as it makes from shot to production uh way longer and decreases my motivation. And I hear you. Yeah, that's definitely true. One thing that I did when I started this show back in, what was it, 2005-ish? I think it was 2005. I'm also just casually pushing down on this press in the hopes that it doesn't explode like it did last time. And it, it's... Oh, sometimes this is really easy, and sometimes it's not... Uh, uh, uh. Uh, oh, that's just... There oh. we go. My exercise for the week. I I did squats. What did you do? I pushed on an Aeropress... (laughs) Rewind! I I pushed down on a plunger on an Aeropress machine. Yeah, I totally take the point. I had all of the fancy gear. Uh, My parents bought me a mixer board. I had a uh, Rode microphone, a condenser mic with all the proper cabling and stuff. And what ended up happening is I stopped doing it because it was just too much of a pain in the ass. All of the audio production I was getting into, Logic Pro, I was doing all of this stuff. It was a, Yeah, it was, it, was, it was pretty onerous. So to be able just to pick up your phone and start recording something and do it all in one take, no preparation, as this rambling mess of an episode demonstrates, and then you could just get it out and who cares? So, yeah, I totally get where you're coming from there. So um, Oscar has some questions here. Uh, He says, what do you use for recording? Is it just a phone or a handy recorder or something else? And he says, I like the quality. But as I previously mentioned, again, I I can't take getting sick and I can't take compliments. But thank you. Um, Yeah, it's it's a little bit embarrassing. I use the Apple headphones that came with my iPhone 6 something. Um, the reason why is not so much the quality is especially good. It's that it just has really good noise cancelling. I can walk down the street with this thing and a massive truck drives pie, and drives pie, (laughs) Drives pie. How would you, Uh, I suppose the steering wheel is kind of in the shape of it and the wheels and maybe the guy sort of stuffing his face (laughs) is driving down the street. Hey, those interstate trips can be very long. If he wants to sit there eating an apple pie or a strudel of some sort, who am I to judge him? As long as he doesn't run me over or, or anyone else and he delivers my, my um, uh, coffee beans from interstate in a reasonable time frame, I'm a, I'm a happy person. That, that was, a, that was a, <laughs> somewhat of a weird digression. No, so I, it's, it's really good for noise cancelling. So a really loud truck drives by and it's either muffled or a little bit difficult to hear. I don't know what smarts they put in these things, but I've tried proper, like as in also a road uh, mic, actually. I used a lightning connected mic, a condenser mic when I was wandering around outside or when I'm cleaning up the apartment and making coffee as I'm doing now. And the quality was quite a bit better, but it just, it was just not, again, it was just wasn't as easy to use. and It was one more thing I had to carry around. So I record using this lightning connector monstrosity and it just works which is really cool and I guess in terms of production and stuff um, I import the file to to my uh, to my desktop my FreeBSD machine um, and I just do really basic stuff like I normalize it if I'm putting in theme music and stuff I if I'm splicing it with things, that's when I do that. I used to use a really great program for the iPhone called Boss Jock, and the great thing about that was it used to record at uh, WAV uh, files, and it wouldn't record, it wouldn't compress at first. Um, compress both in the sense of uh, compressing the the, uh, the 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 peaks and the valleys of the audio so that it doesn't clip and stuff, but also compress as in file compression in mp3 and stuff these days i let the 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 um the memo thing in the iphone just do all of that stuff for me again in the interests of just making it simple and then on my mac i have a a um a series of scripts and things um i have it i'm, I'm slowly migrating off the mac it's really starting to frustrate me so i've, I've replicated most of it on my FreeBSD machine so i can just it imports the cover art. It puts all the right metadata in it. It uploads it to my server. It uploads... Up, it uploads... Oh, oh, I sounded like a leper. Oh, it uploaded it to the server. Oh, that, oh the fifth of blarney. Beautiful pine furniture. <laughs> then oh, my two Irish listeners just um, threw up their Guinness in disgust. They're, so I had, I had all these scripts on these machines, and then it just uploads it. If you were getting started now and you wanted to have members-only feeds and you didn't want to deal with all that stuff, I would hugely recommend Fireside, F-I-R-E-S-I-D-E dot F-M. If if the name rings a bell, it's produced by Dan Benjamin, who's a, a podcaster himself. He does that amazing show called Back to Work with Merlin Mann, who's also a gentleman. And they just take all of the stress and worry out of making a, a podcast. And it's just, it's a really slick platform. If I was starting today, rather than, what, 15 years ago, and I was, I had no idea what I was doing and all of this production stuff, I would just let him handle it all for me. Again, in the interest of making things easy. Um, and his second question, he said, has, you, has, has, <laughs> I haven't even started drinking this. I'm already getting tongue tight. Hold on, let me. Hmm, uh... um, yum. Hmm, is it professional to drink a coffee on the? Hmm, uh... hmm. Yeah, it, that's decent. I would say that the decaf beans and grinding your own coffee and making that on the spot in an Aeropress tastes almost as good as the barista grade stuff I would get from a coffee shop in Chatswood. Especially, well, not Coffee Alchemy, which is on the other side of the station, but certainly most of the ones around the, the Westfield and things, for sure. That's really good. I quite like that. Amy, if you're around, one day maybe I should uh, try making some. Huh. Uh, <coughs> just... <don't>, just <coughs> uh, this is where a professional would cut that... <coughs> out of the... I'm going to have some water... Hmm. Uh, shall we try that again? So his second question. We'll get the uh, the file up here. He says, "Have you considered? <coughs> have you considered uploading Opus OG files? It would decrease media size and keep quality the same. And I don't understand why no one uses it in uh, podcasts." Yeah, I I hear you there too. I used to export OG files. So way back in the back in the early days of the program. <coughs> back when it was in the old days and I was recording this in 2005 and back in those days you would... And and all of that, uh, I d- that's my desiccated old man voice that I bring up every now and then. I have no idea who he's supposed to be. I, I, I hope that I don't sound like that when I'm lucky enough to be that old, but I have a strong suspicion that I'm going to sort of grow into that. Be that as it may um, is a phrase with many different words in it. Um, I used to actually export OG files. So the Rubinode Show used to have an MP3 version, a AAC MP4 version. This is why standards body shouldn't name things. And I had a um, an OGG version. So that, because, you know, back before MP3s were not, well, back when MP3s were still patent incumbent and you needed to have a you know, license it to be able to use it. These days... Uh, that the patterns on all of that's expired, and anyone can implement their own MP3 codec and everything's fine, so that's sort of less of a concern the The main reason though, that I got rid of my OG feed and I being honest, the reason I got rid of the MP4 feed, I according to archive.org, I have fewer than a thousand listeners if that, for, for most of these shows. And I'm hugely humbled and terrified at the same time that that many people like, you, like yourself uh, listen to this. But it meant that with, with a, sort of a relatively uh, small sort of campfire-sized audience like that, it didn't really translate into anyone using those other feeds. I think in the time I had those three feeds going, almost everyone... Like, I would say 99 point something percent of people used the MP3 version. Just, I guess, being the default made a, a big difference there. And I think I had maybe five people use the MP4 version. Zero. A big, round, Arabic zero used the OG format. Which really, it kind of broke my heart a bit. Because I spent a huge amount of time trying to figure out how to, how to tag Ogg files properly you know, actually doing the metadata analysis. How do you insert a cover art into this thing? How do you change the tags? How do I make it so that the experience of listening to a an OG file is as good as listening to the MP3 version or the AAC version? And so I maintained all of these scripts. I wrote this big, long Perl program in the day, uh, the stub version of which I still use now to produce things after all these years. And, yeah, no one kind of used it. So it's i think maybe it's a combination of the ubiquity of broadband internet so most people aren't really sort of worrying about if a file is a megabyte or two smaller and it's just yeah mp3 has just become the de facto standard when it comes to this sort of stuff Um, aac i think it was a it was a bit of an easier decision to get rid of because that is still patent encumbered and the file sizes are smaller than both AUG and mp3 but again it's it means that uh, why maintain a separate file if everyone's just going to be using the one so yeah i'm i'm as unsatisfied with as you are with that answer but um that's just kind of the reality the one good thing though is if you do want the og versions of it um i upload all of my shows onto archive.org so if you go to my uh horrible blog and click on any of these shows and look at the the url there it's actually an archive.org link if you go to the page that's hosting that file, you can find it, it automatically transcodes an OGG version. So you can download that um, instead. And yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if it preserves the metadata. My hunch is it doesn't. But in fact, yeah, maybe that's something that I might uh, do as a bit of an exercise and see if, that, um, if that's something that happens. So it's, uh, I think that was, Yeah. So that was, yeah, that was, that was Oscar's email. So, yeah, thank you. I, I really appreciate that. And, yeah, I, as I said at the start there, it's really something that um, I, I kind of wish and hope more people did. There was this really blissful time, I would say, in, I would say the mid-2000s, maybe even slightly earlier than that, where if you wanted to write online, you started a blog and I suppose LiveJournal kind of really helped with that, but I think sort of blogging specifically, it was amazing. Like you didn't need permission from any social network. You could blog on WordPress. You could blog on Blogger.com. You could, you could use Blossom. You could use Movable Type. You could use TypePad. You could, oh, there were so many of them. You could use Radio UserLand, the one that uh, Dave Weiner used to run. All of these cool tools. Cool tools. Harrison Ford, get me off this tool. What? I, <laughs> where the hell did that come from? Um, yeah, you didn't need anyone's permission to do this stuff. You could just write and be done and be happy. These days, everyone's just been so convinced and brainwashed into thinking that you have to pour all of your effort into social media. And unfortunately, it's even the case with podcasts now, too. Like podcasts are very consolidated. And the advantage is that you can still host a podcast wherever you want. It's not like a social network or like YouTube, for example. Um, But it's still very consolidated. There There are a few networks. Everyone listens to the same 10 shows. It's a little bit sad. So I think there's a lot of potential there for people who have ideas to share them. And I wish more people did. It would make me happier and would give me more stuff to listen to. Even sort of at the peak in... 2000, I think it was 2006 or so. Oh, I, I was listening to just so many shows and the vast majority of them were not made by people who probably had an audience any bigger than mine. Uh, it's why I really like um, OnSug. Uh, or oh, The Overnight Escape Underground, OnSug.com. Um, it's just another whole bunch of people, very similar to me, doing a very similar style of thing. Difference being that they're mostly in the US and mostly have a much better stage presence than myself. <laughs> um, Hmm. Ah, so anyway, so that was all that. Um, Let's see, I've got... Oh, I'm just looking around this apartment here, there is just so much mess. <laughs> I'm really, uh, I really... My plan was to just putter around here for an hour or so and just get all this cleaned up. Is the dishwasher even done? Uh, yes, but... Uh, okay, let's... I will... Fill the dishwasher, turn that on, and then maybe that will be uh, the end of this. Here at the Rubinoid Show, we strive for professionalism. <laughs> <coughs> uh. <sighs> uh. <sighs> All right, let's put that there. It's, uh, it's funny. I guess one thing, sort of final thing I'll talk about for sending off. Um, I was going through some scanned photos which is always terrifying, of stuff, I guess, that I had taken pictures of when I was a kid, and I found all of these photos of the, uh, the little Lego village that I built in my bedroom when I was in primary school. I would have been, what, seven, I guess, when I did this. And it was this fairly... It was this little settlement. I had all of the road tiles everywhere. I had all the little buildings and stuff. Uh, Some of them were kits, but the majority of them... um, I didn't really like the kits. I preferred just getting those big oil-drum-sized boxes of Lego and just building stuff. So I made this sprawling shopping center thing. Um, Don't don't read too much into that. Um, An airport. Uh, What else did I have? I had a... um, Oh, see, this was me in the early 90s. I had a hydrogen refueling station... (laughs) Little did I know that no one would be using that. We'd all be uh, wanting electric cars instead. Anyway, so I had all of this stuff. I had a monorail system. I had a train line. I had all this stuff. And so I found pictures of all of this. And on a hunch, I sort of leaned over to to Clara one evening, and I said, you know what I want to do? And I'm looking at Clara's in my uh, Minecraft server, and she looks over at me and goes, oh, No. (laughs) I was like, oh no, what is this? What is it? Let me hear it. It's going to be bad, but may as well get the, rip the Band-Aid off quickly. And I said, I am going to rebuild my Lego village that I had as a kid, block for block, in Minecraft. And I'm going to put it on this corner of our server so that it doesn't interfere with anything you're building. Is that cool? And <laughs> her expression, just just the look of just sheer, just... I. What? <laughs> but you know, she's she's a delightful person. So we were, uh, I was showing her around. i mostly finished it now, and she's actually helping me build the monorail segment of it now. So I, it's cool. I had the monorail that it basically went through the middle of the town, and then took a really sharp corner, went up a hill, which I had sort of built out of other stuff, and then there was this big station. But then the other station was kind of incorporated into the side of one of the yellow buildings on the side of the road near the airport. So it's, the whole system only had two stations and they were very they were suspiciously close to each other. But, and the loop went all over the place. But I thought that was cool. It's like the, this little uh, electric powered monorail thing would cruise into the station and uh, you would offload your little person and he'd drive away. So now here I am in my mid-30s sitting at my computer, having had just a crushingly horrible day at work, thinking to myself, I'm going to build, I'm basically going to use Lego, uh, Minecraft as Lego, and I'm going to make this world in this, this environment that Claire and I have built, and then I'm going to connect it up to our rail system and stuff in our Minecraft world. Ah, <sighs> oh, it's good. Uh, again, don't, don't read too much into that. Although I suppose it would be hard to read anything on this, because it's audio. Oh hey, I can cross. That's awfully convenient. Oh, it's just unnecessarily cold out here this evening. I'm on a bit of a mission, um, we're into... how many days is it now? Four days? Five days? After a while they all start to blend together. Uh, You can also probably hear that it's raining! A little bit. Uh, I'm also wearing a mask, so... My normal potato quality audio is probably only going to be even worse. Yeah, I'm on a bit of a mission this evening. I think we're into day four or five of the uh, Sydney lockdown here, although I'm not sure when I'll end up actually uploading this. Or if I even end up tacking this onto another episode. I don't know. We'll see. Things are just crazy, right? So my aim this evening was to get a bit of exercise, which was, this is one of the stated things that you are allowed to do during... This uh, lockdown stuff, as you can leave for exercise, and I figured the best time to do that is in the evening when there's literally no one around. Partly because I feel self-conscious walking around with a microphone, but also it's uh, it's a way that I can avoid other people. Yeah, Sydney's going through a a, uh, a bit of a COVID spike. We'd really had it clamped down for a long time, and now there are a few dozen cases out in the wild, so government kind of freaked out and locked everyone in home so uh, whether you're pro or anti that is beyond the scope of this of this show I'm just talking about the reality of the situation so I'm going for a bit of a stroll this evening to have a look at some of my favorite coffee shops around here and see if any of them are doing takeaway during COVID so I'm during lockdown, I should say. So I'm outside Apothecary Coffee here, which is my favourite coffee shop in Chatswood. I don't know what the name of this street is. It's just across the road from the train station. It's the one opposite um, from the Westfield and all the, the shopping centres and things. It's on the office building side. Uh, oh, here we go. It says number six Macintosh Street so i thought maybe there might have been a sign in here to say if they're open or what hours they're open during covid but it doesn't look like they are trying to sort of peer in but mm, nothing really what's actually what's encouraging is that they've moved all of the tables out of the way. So normally they have tables that you can sit at and there are chairs and things. Chairs at tables? What the hell is this? But what they've done is they've kind of stacked all the tables into this line such that when you enter the caffeinated establishment, you can sort of walk down and they it basically divides the shop in two. So it says entry here and exit here. So I guess they figure that you walk in, you get your coffee and you leave. The idea being that you're not sitting in the cafe and you're only there to get stuff and immediately leave again. This feels an awful lot like March 2020 here all over again, although uh, people living in Melbourne and um, Auckland would uh, no doubt have uh, very different views on that. I know it's strange, like, uh, even though Sydney is where most of the international departures come in and have to be hotel quarantined and stuff, we've had a pretty good streak for a while i mean we've had little sort of flare-ups every now and then but nothing that's needed anything more than just a lockdown of a suburb or two and now it's basically the the whole greater sydney area that's uh, that's affected upshot of that is like i'm just walking down the street here and there's a, a there's a car over there there's a couple of cars there but from our lounge room window up in our apartment building we can see one of the main intersections just where the um, the cars and stuff travel around near the, the sort of the main shopping area and it's dead even right in the middle of the day. I, I maybe count one person a minute if that and it's usually packed uh, around there quite a, quite an eye-opening <laughs> sight. This is all very sort of, uh, how would you say, timely information. So it's all going to be outdated within a few days. And knowing me, it's probably going to take me a few days to upload this damn thing. So I'm not really sure uh, how useful any of this is. But it's it's a, a capsule into another time years from now when we would have defeated COVID and we're all onto this new other super virus that's 10 times worse and we're all stuck in homes again, we're going to look back on this and say, ha. I know, I'm just speculating. My hope is that we actually learn something from all of this. But uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure. I think we, we've ridden that sort of neoliberal attitude that Um, medicine and hospitals and things uh, sort of more they're things that you can kind of sort of fund kind of but really it's the private sector that does the best job and blah 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 I think all of that sort of all of those uh, decades of budget cuts and things to vital health services the chickens are coming home to roost and my hope would be that Going forward, governments actually start slavishly, just unabashedly, shamelessly throwing money at healthcare systems. Which is what they should have been doing for years. Anyway, I try, I try not to get political on this show, but no, I, th- I think that's. My hope is that something that does happen. I oh, know, I hold out hope. so that was the apothecary cafe so um the reason i wanted to go there specifically is because i actually went into the uh the westfield to get groceries earlier this evening and i went to two of my coffee shop uh, haunts over there which was the q5 upstairs and the nest espresso both of which had sort of cloth over the top of their coffee machines and things and all of the (coughs) excuse me all of the crockery and stuff that they usually have stacked up everywhere was all just gone so unfortunately I get the feeling that they're probably going to just be shut for the next week or so I hope they qualify for those small uh, business um, what do they call them, not incentives The, the government's offering small businesses money who have been sort of unfairly affected by all of this? I know people who work part time and casual jobs and shift work and stuff like that. I just oh, here I am, like I I have a very stable. I've been in this. I've been at the same company for more than six years, which for apparently someone in their early to mid thirties is quite an unusual thing. Like most people, especially in IT, hop. Hop around uh, new jobs like they're going out of fashion. Maybe I could be making a lot more money if I did that, but that's just not my style. I like to... I've made myself a nice little rut where I am at the moment. Sort of carved a niche. And so lockdown for me is basically just sitting on the balcony during the day, even if it is unbearably cold outside, just because, I don't know, I just can't work from inside. I don't know what, if, if you feel the same way, if you've got a, a sort of a similar job, but... Ooh, that was a very satisfying leaf that I just kicked. <sighs> there were some great leaves. I remember there was this tree I used to pass to get to the bus stop in Singapore that used to drop these um, seed pods, and it was just uh, oh, I I loved just walking and crunching on them. And and I remember a few times, some of my most treasured memories of my of my mom actually were. As a kid, sort of walking around crunching on these leaves to get to school uh, in Singapore, and and as she got frailer in later years, I used to after school, especially sort of when I, by the time I was in year twelve, I used to um, gather up a few of these pods and I'd sort of wrap them in a tissue and take them home, and I'd put the uh, the, the the seed pods and tissue stuff in her. In her um, bedroom or out in the hallway and I'd say, excuse me madam can I can I have your assistance please? And she'd walk out and go ha 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 and start crunching. <laughs> oh. Oh. Good memories, that was fun. Um, yeah how did I get onto that? Well walking from somewhere and then I, I got distracted. Crunching leaves and things. I have no idea where I was going with that so <sighs> it's also very disturbing. Just around here, there are some trees here that are have been pruned into absolute perfect spheres, which is no doubt the not the shape that the tree would like to be in. But someone decided to prune them into that shape. You know what they look like? They look like those trees that you would have got in a. <laughs> speaking of Lego again, like I did before, the sort of Lego sets where you would have them in the um, in the ball. They're very silly. Oh yes, so yeah, job so even with all of this stuff going on the worst that happens to me is that i get bored silly sitting at home now i used to very much be of the attitude that um i think it was my dad who said this actually he said that only boring people get bored and i i kind of sort of was sympathetic to that for a long time i know i just had this attitude that There is so much stuff out there that you can do, and especially with the internet, you can learn and read about literally anything. It's just, the world's your oyster, you've got all of this stuff. Even if we're sort of constrained by uh, finances or circumstances and things like that, there is so much of that that you can still learn and explore, but one thing that I sort of hadn't taken into account when my dad was sort of prognosticating on such, such uh, mental activities was that he didn't account for fatigue and tiredness. I mean, the, for me, I always have something that I want to be doing and something I want to be researching and exploring and building and writing. Or there's, At any one time, I've got a to-do list that's sort of minimum 30 pages long. I say 30 specifically, because last week I actually pruned it down. I had a, um, a text file, and I thought, oh, if I printed this to PDF, how many pages is it? And it's 30 pages of this task paper of all this stuff that I want to do. But uh, what is it they say? The brain is willing, but the body is not. I look at that list, especially in the evenings, and I just think, oh... I'm just... I'm done. I just... Uh, I just don't want to do any of it. So, as in, I want to do it, but I don't want to do it, if that makes sense. And I feel like some of this lockdown stuff really does that to people. And, I mean, I can speak from experience. There's so much of this where... I don't know it's hard to describe, but I feel like... um In fact, this might have also been something that my dad said, that the most exhausting thing that you can do is nothing. That might have been my grandfather, I can't remember. Anyway, someone in the family. And it's true. I mean, he was referring to long car trips, or like a 16-hour plane ride, sitting perfectly still in a chair for long periods of time is absolutely exhausting. Which, if you think sort of rationally, it makes no sense because you're you're preserving energy, right? You're not exerting yourself. You're, you're sitting motionless. You would think that you would have all of this energy. Like, if you imagine energy in a Sims sort of context, I'm a Sim in The Sims 3 or whatever, and I'm walking around and I have this energy bar, and because I'm not doing the strenuous activity I'm sort of sitting there, my energy bar isn't being depleted as much. That sort of mental model always interested me but as I get older uh, maybe it is a symptom of getting older but I feel like if I don't physically do things whether it's leave the house or go for a walk go to a coffee shop some sort of middle place or activity the end result just ends up being that I'm more tired if I don't do that than if I do so this mental model that energy is just this linear scale that you have you have energy and you deplete it uh, by doing certain strenuous physical activity and as you get closer and closer to zero you get tired and you want to sleep and i can tell sort of from my own experience just in the last couple of years that that's definitely not the case i was about ready to go to sleep about 15 minutes ago i came out for a walk and i'm more awake now than i was at lunchtime today it's it's just, it's weird. And I'm, I've been pacing up and down the same couple of streets as I do this. I'm just walking past the apothecary coffee shop again. And I just, it's bizarre. And then as I, as I walk, I think about things. I think about um, circumstances. I think about what I could be doing, projects and stuff. And I get all excited and I think, oh, I could do these things. And then I get home and I sit down and then eh, the sets in, the sort of melancholic, eh. I'm sure there must be some science behind this stuff. Um, There's, I mean, the whole attitude of cap and fever. Like, I've I've name-dropped my mum a few times here. I'm sure that was something that she really struggled with, especially, um, again, in her later years with treatment and stuff. There were times where she just physically couldn't get out of bed for weeks at a time. I just, oh, no wonder she was just miserable all the time. It wouldn't, it doesn't matter if if you're, um, you know, your cancer markers or what have you are looking good that particular week on a week-to-week basis. If you can't go out and do stuff and you're just lying there, your motivation to do things is just, ugh. Yeah. Really, I think it's the balcony at our apartment that's really saved me. Even though it's it's cold outside and I'm as, as people would creatively say freezing my nuts off out there oh like I can actually feel my hands getting uh, colder and colder and clammyer and, um, and uh, um, I actually start feeling it under my fingernails and I think okay this is getting a bit silly but I have to do it, like I have to sit outside I have to get a change of scenery and when you can't leave your house during the day that's really the only thing you could do Anyway, so we're just outside the Zenith here, which is an office building in Chatswood, which is down the road from the apothecary, and we're going to check out another coffee shop here. This is the Mr. Peabody, which I think I talked about a few dozen episodes ago. I'm going to try and see if these people have opening hours for COVID stuff. It's, the way it's supposed to work is that restaurants and food establishments are allowed to be open, provided you do takeaway. I think it's the, the thing. And same thing with um, supermarkets and stuff. So I think what a lot of people do is they will go to a coffee shop to get takeaway and then leave. They can't be doing very much business, though, if, if that's what they're doing, because this whole area around here, again, is um, offices and things. So why anyone who works in a sort of a white-collar job in an office building would be considered an essential worker And exempt from the COVID restrictions, I'm not sure. And all the people who live in Chatswood are on the other side of the station, and I doubt they would come down here. That said, though, the coffee is pretty good, so... Yeah, so this is the Peabody Cafe. It says, to maintain physical distancing, this area is limited to five people. Only one person per four square meters of space keep 1.5 meters apart health.nsw.gov.au forward slash coronavirus Yeah. Don't see anything in there that specifically says um, how many people can um, can be in there during this specific time. So does that mean it's... Um, can't tell if they're open or not then. I do have a sandwich board here. Lunch specials, pasta, grilled fish, sandwiches... Hmm. So that was the Peabody one. We've got the Apothecary one. So, yeah, a bit of a wash so far. It's hard to tell. Uh, I said it's a wash because it's raining. No! <laughs> <coughs> Not <coughs> 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 even! Uh. Uh, which one am I? What else is up here? I'm just trying to think. I thought there was another. Co- oh, actually, you know what? There is another coffee shop here, the Two Seasons, which uses drumroll, please, Two Seasons coffee beans. Although the the thing that frustrates me is it's the Two Seasons Cafe. It's spelled T W O Seasons is the brand of beans, but the cafe itself is numbered two, as in numero duo. Pretty sure I just mixed Spanish and Malay there. Oh, that's embarrassing. The number... The digit, I should say. The scalar. The rational number two. And then... um, Seasons. Which was what we had in Singapore. We had two seasons over there. Wet season and dry season. The wet season, it rained all the time. And the dry season, sometimes it rained a little bit less. (sighs) Ah... As soon as all this stuff is under control, or if it ever happens, really holding out hope that it does. Two places I need to go back to is Singapore and Japan. Not sure what the, which order. I'll take either one, please. Actually, I really want to go to Taiwan as well. That was a, a place that um, Claire and I wanted to go for ages. Take the, uh, the Japanese-built Taiwanese uh, high-speed trains from Taipei down the the island and back up again that'd be really cool okay this isn't where we're supposed to be this is the out this is the western end of the (laughs) of the Zenith building I thought there was a coffee shop around here but actually no you know what I remember where that is now so we're going to go the other way I always forget I for some reason I think that the two seasons is around here, but actually no, it's in the that weird other building across the street there with the circular entrance Uh, no unauthorized entry, whoops (laughs) whoops Uh, yeah, I think that just went back to the uh, the barbecue sort of outdoorsy area where um people who work here can use all all uh, masks are all compulsory what masks are all compulsory to be worn as below health orders that's that uh, that english also also can good L- la <laughs> this all masks are, hmm I actually even thought that they'd shut down this entire building, but um, in fact, they, they were, they're just... Um, they're fixing the... Uh, what are those doors called? The, um, the ones that spin? The spinny doors? Revolving doors? <laughs> spinny doors. Well, that one thing that Clara and I noticed in New York, everywhere we went, every building, every shopping centre, every office tower, everywhere had revolving doors it was such a novelty and then i remember the, at the time thinking why are they so enamored and obsessed with these revolving doors and then i, I met up with an internet friend who lives in uh, Jersey, <laughs> lives, lives in um new jersey frank nora from the overnight scape, actually he he uh graciously showed clara and i around um the new world trade center complex like the big uh What's that building called that looks like a, a, a fish skeleton nearby? All very strange. And yeah, he said they do that to preserve um, heat. So in winter, when they've got the heating in the buildings, it's kind of like having a um, an air trap. Not an air trap. Wow, but I can't think of anything this evening. What's it An airlock. Yeah, so they don't... Um, lose a ton of the the hot air every time someone opens the door. I was surprised that they don't do something like that in Singapore, because Singapore has air conditioners up the wazoo, pretty much running permanently, 24-7 in all these buildings. You would think that they'd be sort of really interested in um, preserving that. Okay, so we're on the way to this other coffee shop. This is the it says uh, we're passing the Joe, the Joe Cinta Music Rehearsal Studio. The city of Willoughby, the Joe Sient Cia, how are you? Say, how are you supposed to say that? C I A N, T A R Sienta Yes, my name is the my name is Joe Sienta Music Rehearsal. <laughs> That's no, I'm assuming the music rehearsal is the uh, <laughs> uh, is the name of the, the place that you, rehe- you the guy's name isn't isn't Joe Sienta Music Rehearsal oh yes my name is Mr. Rehearsal <sighs> oh, I'm an idiot so here we go <laughs> Mr. Rehearsal oh Mr. Rehearsal you never actually really figured out how to do it huh <laughs> you're stuck in ah <sighs> <laughs> Mr. Rehearsal Oh, that's delightful Um, Alright, so let's have a look here It says bu- <clears throat> Alright, let's be serious It says Building management is requiring your help To stop the spread of blah 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 Alright, so We're outside the Two Seasons Cafe here Oh, they have a chicken schnitty sandwich You can get a baguette, a panini a burger wraps and things and they do coffee and stuff I'm just trying to see if there's like an indication of maybe they might have um, uh, like a, a sign that says they're opening hours during COVID lockdown and stuff but thus far I haven't seen anything I guess it's because it took people by such um, surprise because yeah it was announced sort of very late in the evening on Friday, I think. So it's now the middle of the week, the following week, and so I guess cafe owners and people haven't really had a time, a, ch- a time or a chance. A t- a, I was about to say a, ch- a chime and a dance, uh, to, uh, to, to 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 sort of put up that sort of stuff. The Joe Ciantar. <laughs> Hello, my name is Mr. Rehearsal. That really wasn't that funny. <laughs> Joe Rehearsal hello I'm, my name is Joe Rehearsal I'd like you to meet my son Mr. Audition <sighs> are they, are they, what happens that his father was um no it would be the other way around shouldn't his father have been Joe Audition then he would have been Joe Rehearsal and then Joe Audition's grandson would have been Joe Performance And then his great-grandson would be Joe... uh, Avoiding fruit getting thrown at him. Something. Was that ever really a thing? Did people actually throw fruit at people that they didn't like? Seems like a waste of money. I suppose unless you were a a farmer and you had a lot of time to, um... That guy had a small penis. Um, You had... uh, a lot of produce and maybe some of it was... Re- okay, so maybe that's it. I, ma- I answered my own question. Maybe it was because the fruit was rotten. <sighs> I'm going to go back home now. It's, uh, it's friggin' cold out here. And I didn't really get any of my questions answered. I wanted to see... Was, I was scooping out the area to see if any of these coffee shops were going to be open. But it doesn't look like they are. <sighs> I was going to end on something profound, but I can't think of anything.